0: Go to prettylitter.com and use code Spotify for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.
1: This is the Olive Magazine Podcast, a weekly slice of food and drink chat brought to you by the team behind Olive Magazine. I'm Janine, your podcast host, and this is episode 213. This week, we welcome Candace Brown to the podcast. You may be familiar with Candace for taking home the Great British Bake Off trophy, but as we find out, she has lots of strings to her bow, including owning and running a pub in Bedfordshire. We hear all about the joys and challenges of being a landlady, plus we discuss summer drinking trends, and she shares some great ideas for baking with a boozy twist. Welcome to the Olive Magazine podcast, Candace. It's lovely to meet you, if only on Zoom. I know, it's so funny and so weird, isn't it? <laughs> like, I'm
0: really missing that, but it's really nice to meet you.
1: Yeah, you too. How are you doing? I'm all right, I think. It's been a funny old time, yeah. hey?
0: Um, yeah. Yeah, it's one of those times where you just kind of... I'm pretty much head down and get on with things anyway, and and that's very much yeah. the case of what it's been been recently. So head down, get on with it. Until
1: we're told yeah. anything else, so cool. Um, we're going to be talking about summer drinking later, yeah. which we'll get to in a bit. But first, um, can we talk about something I didn't know about you? Yeah. Um, which is the reason you're such an expert on drinks is you own your own pub, The Green Man <laughs> in Eversholt. Yeah. You, like talk talk about living the dream. How did how did that come about?
0: Yeah, it's a funny one, isn't it? I mean, I don't know if I'm an expert on drinks, but I definitely know my way around a pint or two. <laughs> um, yeah, it's, I suppose, uh, it's in my blood, really. My mum and dad um, run pubs for 25 years. So uh, me, wow. and my mother, my sister, we we grew up in pubs um yeah. moved around a fair bit di- a fair bit and mum and dad were like proper old fashioned landlord and landlady um yeah so born and bred in london and then moved around a fair bit but i don't know it's just it's not even something i thought oh yeah I, that's what i want to continue with that's what i want to go into but following, yeah. following Bake Off, um, I, I knew yeah. I wanted something. I knew I wanted, whether it be a little bakery or a little shop or something like that. And then I was sort of talking to my brother one day and we kind of just sort of said, he said, I'd I'd, I'd like to, do you, would you want to do something? Are you serious about it? And I said, yeah. And we started looking at places and we were looking at kind of shelves of places to completely redo and
1: looking really, at sort wow. of shops
0: and things like that. And then all of a sudden this little... Village pub popped up, and he said, "We're going to have a look at it." And we're driving down the road, and he said to me, "Don't fall in love with it before I've had a chance to speak to you." Well, we pulled into the car park, yeah. and I went, "Oh my god, I love it! I want it!" And he was like, "I told you not to do that."
1: <laughs> and- but do you know, I think that's like if if you're looking at something like I mean, we bought a flat last year, and as soon as I walked in, I was like. I I almost was in tears because I was like, "This, you get this feeling of like, this
0: is it. Literally, it was just, it's in the most picturesque little village of Eversholt. There is just a church, the pub, Um, there's a Lido about 200 yards down the way and a cricket green. That's it. There's not even a village shop. And we walked in and I mean, it needed a lot of work doing it, it, doing to it. Um, But I just, my brother um, and my dad are builders by trade as well. So um, my brother kind of has that vision um and yeah and then I can fill it um and then or add all the other bits into it so yeah we literally we saw it and then put in an offer that day (laughs) and it moved that quick yeah two weeks before Christmas what kind of
1: pub was it yeah what kind of pub was it before you before you guys got it I mean
0: it was just a village pub um I mean yeah. yeah a little bit kind of tired but just it was it's it's a real village pub the villagers yeah. It's it's kind of their place that they go to. It's there's nothing else in the yeah. village. It is a proper quintessential village pub. It's the hub of the community. Yeah. And and we saw that and we thought we can really, really expand on that. We can really capitalise on that with kind of my thoughts and ideas with regards to food and drink. And then my brother's sort of vision for yeah. turning something like a space into something very, very beautiful. And then my obsession with antiques and vintage, being able to fill it. We were we're we're a good partnership that way
1: so you you got it just before Christmas yeah 2000
0: 2000 and gosh that would have been 2018 so we got it just before Christmas and had to take on all the pre-booking so we signed for it um I think about half past five in the evening and then we were open at 12 o'clock the next day and I was doing a three-course dinner for 25 young fathers (laughs) So, um, That's I mean, yeah. And we did all the Christmas dinners. We, we, we did. It was me with my mum and dad helping in the kitchen, not really having an idea what we were doing. Wow. And then, yeah, we shut sort of mid-January to do a big refurb, opened in, yeah. reopened in March and just sort of had an incredible year. And then, of course, almost yeah. a year to the day lockdown happened. So we
1: were like, hooray, one year open. Hooray, let's shut. Uh-oh. Oh, <laughs> how has that kind of impacted your business in terms of did you did you do any like I know some people did takeaway and. Yeah. Did, or did you guys just have to shut down? No,
0: we so we, we did takeaway and a delivery service. I mean, with right. with with the place me and it's been all me and my brother it's been all of our own money all of our own time all of our own everything yeah so we've put too much into it to allow it to sort of go under or fail so we had to do everything we could to keep it ticking over and I mean it was it was tough those first few weeks when you get your wage bill come in and we didn't have enough money in the bank to pay the wages and to tell our staff god yeah can we, can we just hold off for a minute? It was, was heartbreaking. I think I cried for about three days. Yeah. Just what, what we going to do? God. But at one point it was just me and my brother, his girlfriend helping out. And we just, we just did what we had to do. We put too much into it to allow it yeah. to fail. Um, and yeah, and it's just a case of just, just making it work. So we did takeaways and, and delivery service of food. And then we kind of worked out how we could do it with sort of drinks with the lids on and, and everything like that. And yeah we're back yeah. open now things are different but we're Amazing. we're going with
1: it <laughs> you can tell from your like voice how much you absolutely love love the place when you when you took it over you said they'd already they were already doing food yeah so was it did you do like a big swivel on the menu did you do like quite different food or did you bear in mind the, I mean did you ask like the locals what kind of stuff they were after or just yeah move it a little bit along
0: yeah, I think with everything we 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 always ask, and what we didn't want to do was come in and kind of go right. We're turning it into something completely different. All the locals then hate yeah. us. No one turns up because it is a pub, and what we did <laughs> and what yeah. what we didn't want to do was turn it into something that that it wasn't, and that that we weren't, and that I'm not. Um, it, yeah. it is a pub, and it is still a pub. It's just a pub that does really good. I suppose traditional but up-to-date food everything mm-hmm. is cooked fresh that's one of the things i said from the beginning we we're surrounded by a beautiful countryside we have a lot of young farmers come in um i'm an ambassador for love british food so i wasn't going to start putting deep fried bought in spring rolls yeah. into the freezer and frozen scampi and things like that although i mean i'm i'd be happy to eat frozen scampi but here we wanted yeah. <laughs> we wanted a we wanted a small menu just cooked fresh and done perfectly I'm one of these people small done perfectly is better than big done mediocre and and that's and that's and that's kind of what we've stuck by and and people had to adapt to it people had to learn that they might have to wait 15 minutes or 20 minutes for their food to come out because we were cooking we're not we're not microwaving or reheating reheating. we were cooking so sometimes that takes a little bit longer but we've well, prior to lockdown, we have gone from strength to strength and the villages have been great and we get lots of outside oh, people so sort great. of visiting and and yeah, it's been it's been incredible. And I mean when the weather's good, you couldn't be in a better place. We've got a beautiful outside area with fruit trees and bramble bushes and horses walking by, mm. it's really idyllic. When it rains, oh, I mean a, I know I
1: was gonna say it sounds idyllic. <laughs> it
0: is, it is. When it rains it's a bit different, but when the sun's out, yeah, it's delightful. <laughs>
1: Was was it important to you to like to maintain the idea of the pub as in I, we were saying before I think there's a few places out there that call themselves pubs but they're actually restaurants you know like you can't just walk in and get a drink mm-hmm. and obviously you're a village pub yeah. so and often they're like the hub of a community was yeah. it important to you to like retain that?
0: Absolutely at like complete 100% what we didn't want to do was ostracise um the villagers or people coming for a drink or the place that someone's been drinking for the last 10, 20, 30 years. It was never about changing itself. So, sorry, no, you have to book a table. I mean, at the moment things are different because obviously with the guidelines and things, we we are able to take bookings and minimum of six. Yeah, We've of not course. got people standing at the bar. So things are a little bit different. But um yeah, we have an area for food and then the pub is the pub and we have the bar and then we have sofas and in the winter there's kind of three open fires so we we really really are a pub sometimes there's more dogs than people in the pub and I'm pretty happy with that um Yay, I and love you, that. yeah but I mean we we do have people kind of going "Oh, it's, we don't want to sit there it's very loud and we do literally explain to them. we say we we've and we say well, it's, can we sit in the restaurant we say there actually isn't a restaurant area we are a pub and it is loud and that's one of the things we pride ourselves on is on a Friday and Saturday and I mean on a Friday and Saturday night it's it is yeah. it is loud because people are talking, people have arranged to meet up and to get together. Yeah. And that's that is my childhood. So excited, that's nostalgia yeah. for me. So sometimes yeah. sometimes I think people expect, or if they're visiting, they come and they expect that kind of restaurant kind of feeling and yeah. to be quite quiet. But actually that's that's not we're, what we're about. We are a pub and we want that atmosphere, we want that, we want that kind of community vibe. And if people don't sort of enjoy that when we we just explain and we just explain we are a pub and I yeah. think people do get it and once people kind of see it and they see that all our tables are mismatched because they are antiques and they are Georgian or Victorian and there's Love big that. old Chesterfields and things like that and yeah we're yeah. we're really really proud of it every so often we kind of I mean it's been tough the last few months but every so often we kind of sit back of and go yeah we did this we did this
1: oh what does your mum and dad think of your I think they think
0: we're absolutely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> After twenty five yeah, years they of the like, it, they're Yeah, like, what? they came out of it. And when we said we found a pub, my dad went, All right. Um but yeah, <laughs> they're they're great. You can see my dad sometimes chomping at the bit to try and want to go. Yeah, I was come, gonna like, say to try must and get be involved. And he to get kind a of little... rein himself in a little bit. But it's we've had sort of mum, mum was helping out sort of prepping in the kitchen, and if there's any building bits and pieces and my brother wasn't about or wasn't able to do it, my dad would come over and do it, and it's me and my brother and my brother's girlfriend Sophie works here. So it's a proper (laughs) family affair. Like, it really, really is. But, yeah, they definitely thought we uh, we were crazy. I
1: love it. I'm, I'm sure like part of them is just like oh my god we got out of it but actually this is quite nice that we can come they're back to now the other side yeah.
0: they're now the other yeah. side they
1: they come down on a Friday <laughs> night for a drink and they're with me and
0: Ben are behind the bar or running around like crazy people and they're like all right okay yeah we remember this so,
1: <laughs> so do you do you live near do you live near you live in the pub? Yeah, or, I live above the or pub. Or near to the pub.
0: Yeah, I you live, live above, above the pub. It? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah, so <laughs> I mean for me everyone kind of goes, "Oh, but that was that was my life for 21 years. So we we always lived the pub, the pub, so I yeah. for me it's I've lived above a pub more than I haven't. So it's it's pretty yeah. natural for me. I I like the noise and I like the kind of I don't know, just the business. Busyness is like it? the buzz, yeah. yeah. And it's I've, so I've made this. You are completely
1: immersed. <laughs>
0: oh, completely.
1: I, yeah. It's just I, I'm just really I'm I'm just so impressed that I see so many things where you know you'll have someone who's a face and there'll be a face of something, but the, you, you kind of get the impression that. They're not there that often. But you actually live above the phone. Yeah, now I'm, I'm definitely
0: here. <laughs> when we first opened, we had people come in like the first few days. And I think obviously people wanted to come in and see what, what we'd done or see what I had mm. done. And I think that first sort of, well, getting ready to reopen, I don't think, I think mm. none of us slept for probably a couple of hours a night and we reopened at 12 o'clock and I was still, I mean, I wear a lot of dungarees. That's, that's what I wear. I wear dungarees and onesies. <laughs> I'm not always glam. Um, and they came in and I hadn't, I don't think I'd showered. I don't think I'd even brushed my teeth. I was still in my dungarees. i got not a stitch of makeup on and some women walked in. They went, Oh, we're really disappointed. And I went, Oh gosh, why is that? And they said, we haven't got your lipstick on. I said, well, I was cleaning the urinals <laughs> half an hour ago. So lipstick's least of my worries. So... <laughs>
1: I must admit, I, I did think you were the kind of person who would be in your PJs, but at least with a little slick of lipstick. I mean, kind of your, to be honest, your thing, hasn't to it? be honest,
0: there's very, very few times I don't have lipstick on. So even if I'm still in my pajamas no. or I've got a onesie on, or I've got a dungaree or I need to run downstairs and I've got not a stitch of makeup on, my hair's on the side of my head. I'm like, quick, <laughs> right, find a lipstick. That'll be all right. And that's, that's, that's my thing.
1: Fantastic. Um. Let's move on to summer drinking. So you've just been announced as brand ambassador for Franklin's. Yeah, you do all kinds of amazing, cool soft drinks. Yeah, and fancy mixers. So imagine you've been experimenting quite a lot recently. What what kind of drinking trends can you see at the minute? I know, like the last couple of years, yeah, the aperol spritz was massive. People are loving a spritz, all day. Yeah. What kind of is there like an is there like a new version out there? Um,
0: it's funny because you kind of see these trends and I think gin was such a big thing and with with Franklin and son what yeah. I really liked was we we kind of looked at the drinks menu and we looked at what we were we were serving and things like that and at the same with the food we wanted to we wanted to have sort of companies that that were that were sort of either close to my heart or kind of we kind of knew where they were from or what they were about to say and we have a local ale and things like that and Franklin and son kind yeah. of fitted into that and i really kind of liked it so we were serving it anyway and then the partnership just really really matched and obviously gin and tonic Mm. has had a huge huge massive massive, boom with all these different gins and all and then it's gone from kind of i remember my nan's tipple being a gin and tonic but that was your bog your bog standard gin and tonic that smelt like petrol and i i i wouldn't be able to sum it now but now they're no, the flavors and things you get from them. And then obviously you've got your things like your apérol spritz with your different flavors in. But I mean, yeah, I think trends this year. I mean, before kind of lockdown and everything, I think I was looking at and sort of thinking rum, rum was making kind of waves. So things with that rum base, yeah, and that rum's spike. really
1: popular. Yeah. yeah,
0: and sort of rums and tonics and rums and gingers and things like that. But spritz wise, people love in the summer, don't they? A big glass filled with ice and fruit, yeah. and a straw, and I think there's something so lovely, and in this Instagram age, when you can take a picture of an incredible yeah. drink, with a <laughs> backdrop of some, in a beer garden, and you whack that up on the Instagram, people love that, so I think things are Instagrammable, so spritz wise, I think it's, it's kind of anything filled with fruits, and things like that, and I know one of the ones, yeah, sort of I did with, um, with Franklin's the some was I made like a summer sangria, um so, oh, sangria is great yeah, yeah but made it really fresh and summery so with yeah. um some white wine and a little bit <laughs> i went went a little bit retro with an extra dry martini in there oh, yeah i love that and um <laughs> yeah and um they do a really nice lime and guava soda and it was just fresh and in a glass mm, with
1: so tropical sort of, as yes well, yeah. with
0: loads of lemon and lime and fresh mint you've got that i don't know it's just it looks summery, but it's fresh without kind of being heavy, heavy. And it's just moving a little, I mean, I love an Aperol spritz, but it's just something a little bit different when someone goes, oh, do you know what I had at the green man? I had this really nice thing. (laughs) Yes, that's what, that's what we want.
1: Stick around for more from Candice, including some great ideas for boozy bakes. Do you spend a lot of time kind of thinking up? I mean, do you have a cocktail I did I didn't check that out. Did you have a, a sort of cocktail menu there or a yeah. or just a drinks menu that you yeah?
0: So we have so we have like a, a gin and tonic menu because we have so many incredible gins yeah. and so many beautiful tonics. I mean, one of the ones um, that they do is rosemary and olive rosemary and black olive and most people go oh when they try it they go oh my goodness and the thing is like a bit
1: of saltiness yeah Yeah.
0: and the thing is with like the gins there's so many different flavors to them now that go along with the tonics or rums Mm. that go specifically with ginger or um something with kind of cherry and things like that so um we do have we have an incredible incredible manager who's just what he doesn't know about sort of mixing drinks and playing around with things. It's not worth knowing. So when people say, Oh, can I have, um, can I have a, something really fruity or an old fashioned, or can I have yeah. a, can I have an espresso martini, which I've got a dab hand at making, which on a, oh. a Friday <laughs> night, a Friday night at half, half past 10, when a table of however many people all decide they want espresso martinis and they're all looking at me yeah. going, this? And I'm like, Oh, Okay
1: um I love them but they're, le- they're lethal they are man.
0: lethal they are <laughs> lethal I also ask for a decaf one after a certain time as well
1: yeah exactly I was going to say you've got to stop at like I would say like two months yeah otherwise you're going to just be up
0: on yeah months.
1: I know and I think people forget that but
0: yeah so we again we're very much rather than having sort of lists of things we say to people okay sure what sort of things you fancy if we can make it if That's we can nice. do it then we do it for sure and it's the same with a the little food. bit
1: bespoke absolutely yeah yeah um i think most people will know you can't just through your amazing baking talents whether it's winning British Bake Off, or your cookery book Comfort, <laughs> yeah. which is beautiful boot Thank you. Or you, your baking your baking column in the Sunday Times, which is incredible. Like such a good place to have a column. I know. I'm I'm um, very
0: happy. I mean, I think it's because I'm so posh. Yeah. I mean, they
1: needed to. Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> obviously they heard you and went yep this, <laughs> this is who we need yeah I'm in my
0: fourth year with them now and it's just I don't know my dad said Winkle blimey like yeah. it's about £2.50 a paper I said I know that <laughs> I know um you
1: should say dad I'm worth it Come I know on. clearly you can say um, <laughs> I think um boozy bakes and dessert cocktails mm-hmm. that's, that's a thing that I'm quite fond of because I don't usually have a have a a dessert but i would love a dessert cocktail because it's yeah. just more booze but definitely boozy bakes have become really trendy like we we see them like with on our website yeah. they go mad whenever we put anything on what are your favourite kind of spirits and liqueurs to use when you're cooking or creating bakes?
0: So I think with with booze in bakes, I think it just goes, goes to show how far kind of booze and spirits especially have come along because I use them quite a lot. And one of the things I don't like using in, in baking, as much as possible, mm. I steer away from using essences, you know, like vanilla essence or yeah. almond essence. Yeah. I'm really not keen on that false perfumey flavor so if I'm using vanilla I'll right. always use vanilla bean or vanilla bean paste get as close to the real yeah, thing as that's possible really nice. yeah um but I find with with spirits especially they are so complex in their flavors now you can use them mm. to match what you're doing so with gins whether it's a real background of juniper or it's got a real background of blueberries or rosemary i can put that in something that fits really nice in so i can put a gin that's got rosemary in it and put that in a cake that then's got lemon and lime in so you've almost got a lemon and lime gin and tonic cake or rum where you've got that spice and you've got got that vanilla in there anyway so you're using using them to to enhance the flavor rather than kind of get drunk and i think his, you're not going to have a slice of cake and end up kind of rolling around the floor, well, unless you no. unless you get your <laughs> unless you get your measures mixed up. Um, <laughs> but for me, it's about it's about using the flavour. So with with a Bakewell well tart, I'll, I will always use an amaretto rather than putting in mm. rather than putting in something else because you've got that kind of you've got that almond flavour and it just it can really mm. lift a flavour. And I think I take inspiration from cocktails as well. Recently, I kind of did a. I did a sort of almost a porn star martini type trifle type thing. And it was just, I don't know, it works really well. And people love a gin and tonic. So why not whack it in a cake? And I did a really lovely little one for for Franklin somewhere. I used pink grapefruit tonic and did a pink grapefruit drizzle cake with gin and um, chai seeds and rosemary. And it's just, I don't know, it was fresh. It's something different. And then it's not like you bite into it and go, oh, gosh, there's gin in that. It's kind of like, oh, no. Oh, it is like a little bit it can like be more a subtle, kind of yeah. And I think yeah. I think that shows how far spirits and especially small batch has come along. And I I love that. I love small batch um, spirits and things. And yeah, it's yeah. just so nice to be able to use them to enhance the flavour.
1: I'm a big fan of kind of retro things as well, like yeah. cherry brandy and avocado. Um, yeah. Because it just reminds me of like when I was little, and you know, my my grandma used to go to the pub and get like a snowball. A snowball. With a maraschino sherry. Yes,
0: my nan used to drink one of them at Christmas. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> She'd have, have a
0: Snowball or a Glavar, and we still have a Glavar at Christmas to toast her, bless her, but um, yeah,
1: a Snowball. What's a Glavar? I don't know what that is. Glavar,
0: it's like a whiskey-based um, liqueur, I believe. So Glavar, I think it's G-L-A-V-A, oh, it's got a Y in it, On the spelling's not very good. So I have must a look. have seen
1: that. My grandad must have, have that. I think he, he had Drambuey, drum, oh, which gosh, is another whiskey-based yeah. liqueur.
0: But like syrup. <laughs> like syrup <laughs> yeah yeah
1: completely so sweet so when you so think about sweet. like the old-fashioned drinks cabinet it's just literally like the sweetest liqueurs yeah. and pour it out and, you like know, but I think like yeah but some of them are great and like, you like you mentioned like cakes and trifles Brilliant. and bacon and stuff because they bring a they bring that kind of a, a little bit of syrupiness, but then with that back back flavor absolutely of, you know, cherry or coconut absolutely or definitely um I've got one final question for you, uh-huh. Candice, which is um, well, if you had if you could have a desert island drink, what would it be? And I'm allowing you two. I'm giving you one for summer and one for winter. Oh
0: gosh.
1: Oh, I'll put you on the spot.
0: You have. <laughs> okay. So, a desert island drink, I would go goodness me. Okay, so for winter, I'm going to go with Something like a Moscow mule. So okay, gingery, nice. so um, warming. warming. So really nice ginger beer, ginger ale, a little bit of vodka in there, yeah, some lime, some fresh ginger, maybe a little bit of cinnamon in there to sort of really, really spice it up a little bit. And then in, in the summer, oh gosh. Do you know what? I think it would just be a really nice, big... I don't think you can beat a really nice, big gin and tonic. And that's very different no, for me because I wouldn't have drunk one of those, I don't think, until a few years ago, until I learned sort of a little yeah. bit more about it. But yeah, a huge, the, the, huge yeah. glass, big, you know, those fishbowl glasses filled with ice. Yeah. Either that or like a, a rosé spritz.
1: Yeah, lovely. Yeah, loads of I think of it guys. just shows you how much gin, gin's evolved, hasn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. You know, talking about your, your gran. Or if you remember, like when you used to watch EastEnders and they would have like one of those old fashioned wine glasses with a gin and tea and a lemon and no ice. Yeah. And you'd be like, what the hell is that? Yeah. And it looked disgusting. It well, well,
0: well, now you get your, your vodka and tonic or your gin and tonic and you've got you've got berries in it or you've got rosemary or you've got cucumber or lemon and lime and um strawberries whereas before you'd go ice in a slice that's all I remember my mum and my dad saying ice in a slice (laughs) that was your that was your two choices ice in a slice whereas now you've got a whole a whole green grocers to choose from to go in your glass and I think it's just well I suppose it also comes with that Instagram age as well everything looks beautiful It's, it's fancy and it's just it's about the drinking experience as much as the drink now mm. as well it's taking time over the drink and enjoying the flavors and and yeah. and just
1: yeah it's about and having a bit of an experiment at home abso- as well because you know, I mean we we've all done a lot of you know home drinking during lockdown yeah. um I've drank a lot of interesting beers because I love them yeah I don't need drink a lot of spirits mainly because um I'm a Geordie you know I don't know when to stop <laughs> so I kind of limit myself <laughs> to beers. <laughs> <laughs> but I do like a refreshing beer yeah. but I think it's nice that people as well as cooking and experimenting at home are probably like mixing up their own little cocktail experiments too
0: absolutely and obviously with with supermarkets and things like that I mean you might not have been able to get flour or eggs during lockdown but you could go and get an amazing range of tonics or an array of gins or craft beers or lagers (laughs) and things like that you could you could go and get that I mean we were struggling with most other things but um yeah, yeah and I think that's nice to kind of have a play around and people were having to think outside the box a little bit people weren't able to go down the pubs at that point when everything kind of was shut so they were making little cozy spaces in their garden and and having chats over the fence to their neighbors or sitting out at the front with a with a nice glass of something that they'd come up with and I think I think that's really important because that's how I learn I experiment some things work some things don't if it doesn't work I don't tell anyone about it I'll start again
1: (laughs) (laughs) you don't put it on Instagram yeah oh no have you
0: done anything today definitely not no
1: (laughs) oh well thank you so much for coming to chat to us today Candice oh it's um, been delightful it lovely to meet you and um I hope you have a rest of um a restful day and not too many deliveries and interruptions always I can always guarantee
0: um, when I'm supposed when I'm supposed to be elsewhere something will turn up or I'm in my pajamas or yeah. I'm trying to eat some breakfast or get a cup of coffee down me but yeah it's, it's part and parcel of uh, running a pub and yeah we're very very lucky but thank you so much for having me it's been just a really really lovely no. chat
1: oh thank you So that was the Olive Magazine podcast. If you want to explore more of our back catalogue of over 200 episodes, you'll find us on all the main platforms and on our website, olivemagazine.com, where you'll also find tons of useful recipes and great cooking advice. Why not try a subscription to Olive Magazine this summer and get the very best recipes delivered to help inspire your cooking? To take advantage of our current offer of three issues for only £5, go to subscriptions.com forward slash all 720 that's o l p o d 720 terms and conditions apply stay safe and we'll see you next week when we'll have a brand new episode to listen to